Welcome to the Steve Has a Chat podcast, where I call someone out of the blue with the record button on and hope to have an unscripted conversation about Microsoft business applications. Let's see how it goes. Enjoy. Hi, this is Toby. Hey, Toby. Steve Mordew. How's it going? Hey, Steve. I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. I catch you at a decent time. Uh, you caught me at a fine time. I'm actually in the car at the moment. Um, I'm just uh, taking my team out for a little uh, celebratory launch after our uh, big Inspire event and uh, also our, our Ready uh, event uh, earlier this week. So it's actually a good time. Let me just pull over so we can have a chat. Yeah, it's been a pretty uh, pretty frantic uh, couple of weeks for you guys. Frantic, but good. Yeah, yeah. We um, you know, we had a, a great uh, showing at Inspire. We made some exciting announcements, you know, across the business applications business, but uh, especially around uh, our ISV program, ISV Connect, as you and I have chatted about before. So, so it's been good. Well, that's How actually the reason for my call is to try and catch up on uh, ISV Connect. We talked some time ago about. You know some things that, that you you kind of had just inherited this uh, this role from uh, Googs who, uh, who who moved on and uh, we're kind of getting your getting your feet wet and now you've had uh, close to a year in this position right yeah that's right that's right I remember our, our initial chat and I and I think uh, I think in fact I'm guilty Steve because uh, we agreed to to speak a little bit more often but it's been uh, it's been an interesting year uh, this past year as we all know. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a full almost a full year of execution since we last spoke. Um, and I even remember, Steve, you know, the, uh, the nice article you wrote with some sh- suggestions for me as I sort of took over. And uh, yeah, I'd love to actually go back to that. We can talk about it a little bit, talk about some of the enhancements and announcements that we made last week. Yeah, I mean, last week, I think for, you know, a lot of the ISVs that, uh, you know, they, they weren't thrilled with some things as the program got launched. They were starting to kind of get their arms around it. But but some of these announcements that I was hearing, and hopefully we can talk about uh, today, uh, anything that of course is an NDA, I think should make the ISV community uh, pretty happy. It's making me pretty happy, um, you know, and really kind of throw some gas on that, uh, you know, that, that fire. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'd love to reinforce it. I know, I know you get a lot of people listening to <laughs> to your uh, your impromptu calls here. So, um, why don't I do this? Let me. Um, Maybe just set a little bit of context, uh, just kind of where we where we left off, Steve, and then I can hit on the high notes of of what we announced, and then we can dive into any particular area. Does that sound all right? Yeah, you are pulled over, right? I am pulled over now. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you have my full attention. Uh, all right, sure. So, okay. I kind of hit some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, so for for those who don't know, you know, our original we originally set out with the ISV Connect program a couple of years ago, um, you know, to attract ISVs to our platform, building and extending upon it. Uh, that platform being both Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform, with a specific focus on you know partners who had great industry or vertical IP to to enhance the the portfolio and delivering better value to our joint customers. So um, through the program itself, you know, it's a revenue share program and we reinvest back in the ecosystem in the form of platform benefits, go-to-market benefits, co-selling with our field. So when I sort of took over, Steve, you know, I wanted to sort of get a full year of execution in place. And in that first year, we were, we were pretty happy with the, 
the numbers, we have over 700 ISVs enrolled in the program now. Um, we use AppSource as sort of the cornerstone of the program. We have, we have 1,400 apps or more certified in AppSource. Um, but after that first year, you know, I really, uh, with the team, wanted to understand how things were landing. Um, you know, and I think your feedback was good, Steve. We did a bunch of research. We do, you know, partner satisfaction surveys. I, of course, talked to a lot of, lot of partners in, in my travels. Um, and we yeah, listened and heard. In a, year's, in a year's time, you can kind of get a pretty good gauge on what was working well, what, what could work better, what wasn't yeah. working well, what do we need to just abandon, what do we need to, to step on? And, and that, I, I kind of got the feeling that was this readjustment that we just saw was kind of bringing some of those things to line. That's exactly right, Steve. I mean, it's such a diverse ecosystem of, you know, emerging partners to large mature partners across a pretty vast portfolio. So, you know, it was a, a diverse set of feedback, but but you're spot on. We wanted to uh, give it a little bit of time, but then but then check in and, and listen and make some adjustments. So that's what we did, um, you know, based on a lot of the feedback we got. I'd, I'd sort of summarize what we changed in, in three big areas, Steve. Um, the first is the the business model itself, the the fee structure, um, and you know we we talked about this last time, but not only having an investable model where you can reinvest, but actually investing in the ecosystem, uh, you know especially as it's growing like this business is growing. Um, the second thing was a lot of feedback around the the go to market, whether it was you know the the marketing benefits, the the co selling with our field, really just getting that value proposition right. Steve, and, and really delivering on the promise we made, we needed to balance that equation a little bit, you know, and equalize, equalize, you know, the, the effort. And then the third piece is really around the platform itself. Uh, and again, we've talked about this in the past, but just, you know, the platform, the tooling, uh, you know, environment, you know, dev test environments, app sources and marketplace itself. So those were the three, you know, key areas that we sort of uh, listened and got a lot of good feedback around. So, with that in mind, what we actually announced at the event is that, first of all, back on the business model, we're, we're significantly reducing the rev share fees down from 10 and 20%, which you might recall, we had a, a standard tier and a, and a premium tier. So we, we're bringing those fees down from 10 and 20% to 3%, just a flat uh, 3% going forward. That's across um, the board. That's across the board. And and in fact, it's it's it was part of a broader announcement we made as Microsoft, Steve, where we're also bringing our commercial marketplace fees. So that's both, you know, Azure Marketplace and app sources. We get transact capabilities down to that same flat three percent. So and, what's, the, what's the motivation behind behind that? I mean, what is it that they're yeah. hoping that will accomplish for Microsoft? Yeah, it's interesting. If you catch any of the sessions, even, you know, starting with Satya, he he really talks about Microsoft wanting to be the platform for platform creators. And then if you parlay that into, you know, what Nick Parker said and Charlotte Yarconi around being the best platform for partners to do business on, um, it really just came down to, um, you know, helping the partners keep more of their margin to invest in their growth. Um, so it's not a, you know, a, a, a P&L, a, a profit center for Microsoft. It's a way to deliver benefits. Um, we think it's pretty differentiated in, in the market um, compared to some of our peers. And it was sort of interesting, Steve, because we were we were planning on bringing the fees down for ISV Connect specifically. And then we started to align across the organization and just thought, gosh, we should just do this in a very consistent way across the entire Microsoft cloud with that one flat 3%. So the, the math equation had to work out something like you know if we drop this to three percent 
that's going to, you know, grow that side of the business significantly, which is going to increase platform sales, right? There has to be a, an up for the down. And, and I guess maybe, uh, I mean, not that the platform wasn't already growing by leaps and bounds, but somebody must have been thinking this thing can grow a lot faster if we get rid of some of these hurdles. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's kind of what we've talked about in the past, just the value that an ISV ecosystem brings uh, to Microsoft with that, whether it's the industry relevance, industry specific IP, or just a, a growing you know ecosystem in general. I don't know if you caught we just did our earnings earlier this week, but Dynamics 365 is you know growing 43% year over year. We doubled our our Power Apps customer base, and so to your point, the the business is growing, the platform's growing, and we want the ecosystem to grow, and we want to attract as many partners to do that as possible so i mean you can't uh, you can't reduce fees and increase the the benefit you have to have taken some things away or, or maybe gotten rid of some things yeah. that weren't being utilized or how did that kind of offset yeah great question yeah we, we we are you know so we are investing deliberately to build this out and you know kind of putting our money where our mouth is but we did you're, you're spot on we learned a lot around the benefits the, the, the go-to-market benefits in particular um, you know, the key, the second key thing we announced uh, is that we are reducing just down to one tier at that flat 3%, so no more a 10% and a 20% or a standard and a, and, a, and a premium tier. And we're reducing the thresholds within that that one tier for partners to unlock uh, those go-to-market benefits and, the, and those marketing benefits. And then what we, what, what I heard, especially from partners, again, to my point around, you've got some mature partners and some emerging partners, uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and so we've got an option, sort of an a la carte option for for partners to choose marketing benefits that that make the most sense for their for their business. So we just tried to simplify things and and streamline things a little bit. You know, I talked to a lot of partners. We're we're kind of unique in that our app our application is free. Uh, so you know, there's. The revenue share didn't really come into play for what we were doing because there wasn't a, a fee for our app or any recurring services with it. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these ISVs, uh, their business is significantly different. They, they've got, you know, revenue generating uh, applications that, that run on top of your platform. Yeah. Many of them kind of told me in confidence that, uh, you know, they just weren't paying these fees. They were getting the notice from Microsoft saying, hey, please do us a favor and tell us how much money you made and what you what you owe us and uh, many of them are just kind of ignoring that i guess if we're getting down into a three percent range it probably make it a little easier for some people to be more honest about things too you think <laughs> yeah well yeah we hope so again uh, you know that was kind of my point around you know balancing the equation and making sure that we're delivering on on the promise that we set out with the with the program itself um, and I talked to a lot of partners as well, and, you know, there's there's definitely benefit being realized, you know, whether it's from a marketing perspective or co-selling with our field, again, based on what's important to their business. But you're right. We do think by reducing it to this level um, and also just getting better at delivering uh, the, the benefits in a consistent way, um, we'll have more partners participating in the program. The, the one thing I would say, Steve, that I was just going to close off on with this sort of consistency across across Microsoft is we, we also realize that that's our value proposition. If we can not only have a similar you know model with the 3% marketplace fee and ISV Connect fees across Microsoft, but a similar model to the way we deliver those benefits to the way we engage with technical resources or engage from a co-selling perspective across Azure Teams, M365, Dynamics, Power Platform, that's kind of how we differentiate ourselves versus, you know, the rest of the, the players out in the market. 
Um, so we made a bunch of, you know, enhancements and announcements across the business, Azure Teams, ISV Connect, obviously, and you'll see us continue to sort of work towards a much more consistent approach from a Microsoft Cloud perspective, because obviously we'd love it if partners were integrating with Teams. We have over 250 million monthly active users of Teams now um, driving Dynamics integrations all the way through to CDM and Dataverse and integration into Azure Synapse. Um, you know, those are the partners we want to work with and the type of partners we want to support and go to market with. Well, I'll tell you, the, uh, I think the 3% the is uh, is probably eliminated a hurdle for a, a partner. Certainly, I mean, I remember at the time, a lot of partners complaining about the 10 and 20, saying things like, you know, if it was like three, okay, well, it's three now. So shut up and move forward. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot of good point good. about, uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it's kind of the way we we sell is, uh, you know, I guess for an industry ISV who built something specifically for Dynamics 365, uh, maybe they approach things a little different. You know, our, our approach is more, um, we really try and sell the potential of the platform. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because we're up, you know, we've got a, a simple CRM. So we're up against a lot of competing, you know, simple CRMs. Um, and when you open one of their CRMs and open Rapid Start, for example, they they look very similar and, and do very similar things. So for us, you know, we really have to sell the value proposition of, hey, you know, behind that little CRM that you're using from Acme Cloud CRM company is really nothing. You know, that's you've got the extent of, of, of what you can do with that right there in front of you. And there's nothing more that can be done. And we really lean in hard on the, the potential for things like integration with Teams, with things like integration with Azure, obviously the integration with uh, Microsoft 365, uh, all of the pieces that are available in the Power Platform that we haven't enabled in our app that are there to be enabled, you know, like, uh, you know, like the forms and some of the AI stuff. And it, it definitely seems to be a huge differentiator in that sales conversation. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. That That's really what we're trying to get right and stitch together the teams, you know, that if they exist across Microsoft and iron those out. I think your company is a great, great example of that, Steve. And we, um, you know, I know you talk to a bunch of our partners and, and uh, you know, sort of as an independent third party, we had we had a few partners join us at Inspire. iCertis has been a longstanding partner of ours. They're, you know, similar sort of story from, from Azure Dynamics teams really across the board. And getting more and more focused on on industry solutions with their particular uh, IP, um, and then we had you know more more emerging you know partners like uh, Karma. Frank at Karma talked to us about some of the benefits we're building into the platform, specifically license management and how he's taking advantage of that. And we have big big you know big partners like Sitecore that's been working on us working with us for a long time on the Azure side of the business and is doing some really interesting things now on the dynamic side and. You know, sees value in that cosell motion. So, so um, I think that platform value prop is what we're trying to land, and then we're seeing lots of different types of partners take advantage of it in different ways, which is which is great to see. Yeah, it's it's not often that you see both a cost of participation come down and the value of the uh, benefits go up. And when when we talk about benefits, and you know, before you and I have talked about you know some of these go to market benefits that. And there's a there's a segment of ISVs that could make use of those. Probably mostly new ISVs who don't really understand the system. But for a lot of the ISVs, they really didn't see value there. But in the meantime, 
you know, they're maintaining their own licensing systems and their own transaction systems and things like that, which, you know, as an ISV, that's just like a tax, right? You're, when you're building your solution to solve a particular problem, but you can't just stop after you built this wonderful solution. You got to protect it. You got to monetize it. So those things end up being just kind of a tax. And, you know, we've got every ISV out there has had to kind of build their own system for, you know, licensing and, and, and transacting. And, and you guys coming through now uh, recently here with the with the licensing capability, we were in that pilot and uh, that thing's got some great potential. A couple of things left for them to do on, uh, on that to get that really uh, where it's going to solve a lot of problems that ISVs have had, even with their own licensing. Because, uh, you know, with your own external licensing system, you can only do so much. But working with one that's on the platform, that's essentially the same the same one you guys are utilizing uh, is, is going to be huge for ISVs. And then when we get to transactability, you know, that's just that's just going to close another another piece Brad, that ISVs have had to deal with, especially when you talk about those startup ISVs. Uh, that you know maybe they know an industry and they can build an app but then it comes to licensing and transacting and if they can just like you know tick a button and plug right into a couple of those things that's going to lower the bar to entry make it a lot easier for some of those folks to get in i think yeah i think i i hope that you're right steve in fact i didn't know you were working with julian payer and the team on, on piloting the license management stuff it's um it's it's great to hear your feedback that was kind of the whole intent with the journey right if i rewind a bit with with AppSource itself, you'll recall we had to do a quite a bit of work on the overall user experience for AppSource. We worked hard with the engineering team to improve that, improve discoverability and search capabilities and just sort of the plumbing underneath. And then, you know, the next step was was license management, which we've just GA'd uh, working again with the, the engineering team. And then from there, to your point, the value proposition, a lot of ISVs put all this together and then you add transactability and the ability to you know, actually sell your stuff on our marketplace to what's now more than 4 million uh, monthly shoppers you know, going to that destination uh, is, is definitely a, a, a point of value that I've heard feedback, positive feedback from ISVs on. So that's why we've really invested there. I know it's taking us a little bit of time to get there, but that was another key announcement. We, we announced license management later in the fiscal year, we'll, we'll have uh, transactability and app source for our, for our customer engagement apps, for power apps, and then we'll continue to roll out a roadmap from there. And then the other piece I forgot to mention, Steve, but we, we made a, a, some noise about as well was um, these new uh, sandbox environments. And I know you've given me this feedback before, but you know, sort of in the broader internal use rights world, the the value in having um, sandbox environments for our partners to do dev tests and do customer demos around I heard loud and clear from you and from other partners and so that's the other thing we announced we have um, these new discounted SKUs which are basically just at cost SKUs uh, across the business for those dev test environments and then for partners who are participating in ISV Connect and hitting those new lower reduced rev share thresholds um, we'll provide those licenses for free so we think that's uh, that's going to be a, a great new benefit for partners as well. More on that technical and, and platform side of things. Yeah, particularly for the ISVs, you know, because ISVs uh, don't uh, necessarily see a lot of value or need uh, to to get uh, you know Microsoft competencies. You know, competencies are definitely is a program that was designed for resellers uh, to demonstrate their their competence. But um, you know, a lot of ISVs don't really have a need for 
for that. And that's where yeah. IUR had historically kind of been tied was to those competencies. So yeah. has there yeah. talked about any sort of, I mean, they did do that kind of short-lived ISV competency, which was primarily around, hey, if you got an app and app source, you qualify, and here's some IUR. So this this new program will replace that, but will there will they going to be revisiting any sort of ISV competencies or need? Yeah, I won't, I won't, um, you know, say too much as far as future plans are concerned. But what I can say, Steve, is that we, you know, we did this for BizApps. We did it for ISV Connect, you know, because that's our, our program and we got feedback and we think there's value in that. Um, I did mention that we're trying to, going forward, we'll, we'll have a more consistent approach across Microsoft Cloud. There's lots of different benefits out there, you know, Azure credits, we, we announced some new things around Teams. And so we just need to, as one Microsoft, provide that to our partners in a consistent delivery uh, through these benefits so that we can support that kind of value proposition we talked about earlier. So look for more from us in that area. You're, you're spot on on the competency side. And I wouldn't even say resellers, I'd say more, you know, SIs, system integrators, services partners. Yeah. The key difference there is we, we want those guys to be able to differentiate their organization, right? As a company, you can say, I've got 15, you know, certified individuals in this role-based certification, and I've got this many, you know, credits to my business that make me a gold partner at an organization level. Which is um, which is something a customer looking at SI right. would be looking for, but, but when looking at an ISV solution, they're really just looking at the functionality. It's the app, right? You would want to badge an app versus badge an organization. And so that's the key difference there. And and I think we've kind of figured that out. And again, you'll see us do more, more in that space going forward. Yeah, I just want to mention, uh, just go back for a second to make sure everybody is aware that the, the transactability and the licensing are optional. These are these are things that you can take advantage of. If you spend a ton of money on your own systems, nobody's <laughs> expecting you to rip and replace. These are these are really designed for. I mean, I think for when I think of a partner like myself, uh, if if I can get out of the license management and have transactability just be automatic, uh, where all I really have to do is focus on building my IP, getting it in app source, hopefully yeah. promoting it properly, uh, but then the licensing becomes you know automatic and the transactability becomes automatic yeah. and I'm just getting money coming into my account. Uh, of course, you guys are scraping your 3%, which I don't begrudge because you give me those tools. Um, right. Right. That, that just makes things a lot easier. That, that's right. And, and you're right. It's not mandatory. It's, it's, it's again, what makes sense for the, for the partner. And so, you know, you can, you can do business with us and ISV connect outside of the marketplace and, you know, work with us on the new 3%, get those benefits, or you can transact in the marketplace. It's that same 3% and it's a yep. different benefit. You get that whole commerce system. You get that whole billing engine. You don't have to worry about that. And there's a lot of ISVs out there that, that see value in that. So yeah, you're, you're spot on. Yeah, I remember uh, Googs had kind of, he, he had recharacterized the the revenue share after the the kind of flap up from uh, some of the ISVs about the benefits and stuff. And he, he recharacterized it as a cost for uh, the use of the platform that you're building on top of a platform that Microsoft has built, Microsoft maintains, Microsoft advances. So, so look at that as a cost for that. And I think you still kind of need to look at that as a cost for that. It's it's not three percent for licensing and, and transactability. It's 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 a it's a cost for maintaining the platform. There's these pieces you can take advantage of if you want to or not. But if you're not taking advantage of license management transactability, it doesn't mean you don't have to pay the fee. You're you're paying the fee for something else. You know. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to head off some things I know I may hear from some folks. Well, if I use phone <laughs> licensing, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right, Stephen. And again, like to zoom back out again. I mean, we we it's not about the three percent. It's about it's about you know attracting partners to build on the broader Microsoft cloud and supporting their business in a way that 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 works for them. And you're right, there is a cost of doing that, but we want to invest. And I think we just sent a message, hopefully, to the market that we're, you know, we want to be aggressive in this space. We think we're well positioned. We've got a great value proposition with this broader Microsoft cloud thing that, you know, we're just seeing incredible growth across the business. And I guess most importantly, we're listening. And back to that, you know, after a full year, you know, really sort of staying in tune to feedback from partners like yourself, the ecosystem at large, to make sure that we're doing the right thing and delivering. That's kind of what was most important to me. So those uh, those uh, discounted SKUs for ISVs, uh, in order to qualify for that, uh, what do they need to do? They need to join ISV Connect. Um, yeah. So the so the discounted licenses, um, which are again just basically at cost for us, are available to anyone who's enrolled in ISV Connect. All you need to do is enroll in the program. Um, but then if you hit the 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 new reduced um, rev share threshold that sort of unlocks additional benefits, then we'll give those licenses to you for free. Um, and I can't I'm here in the car remember all the, the details of the numbers and stuff sure, like that. Sure. But I, I think, um, and you probably have it, I think if aka.ms bizapps ISV connect, I think that's a link to our website that has all the benefit details and stuff, but that's basically the way it works. Are those available today? They are. There's a whole bunch of them available today, and there's more uh, more coming. I know that the sales, service, field service, uh, marketing, I think the customer insight, the insights products, uh, maybe commerce. I might be forgetting a few others, and then there's more coming down the pike shortly. All right. So a good reason for people to go back and revisit ISV Connect site if they haven't in a while. I would love that. Yeah, I think so. If we can uh, if we can get people to go back and, like you said, revisit, just get educated. Um, hopefully get re-engaged and then keep the feedback coming. That's a great outcome. So I've had a few a few ISVs asking me about, uh, you know, what's the future of ISV Embed? And mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can, you can speak to that because that one's kind of a little vague, I think, for a lot of folks right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Steve. That's kind of next, next on our list. And again, I, I, today I can't share a lot of specifics, but this is a good topic for us to come back to probably in our, our regular chats. Um, as you know, Cloud Embed is a model that supports kind of like an OEM-like model, you know, where, where a partner is just packaging their IP directly on the underlying license and selling it uh, together through our ISV Cloud Embed program, which leverages our CSP uh, vehicle as a, as, a, as a way to transact. And so we've added out there for, for a couple of years, and um, I may have mentioned before that we're sort of modernizing a whole bunch of our commerce capabilities and new business models. And so we're working on a few different options still to support that embed scenario, um, you know, where things like co-selling with our field or certain other marketing benefits aren't, aren't um, you know, the most important thing for a particular ISV in a particular scenario. They don't want to have to mess with reselling the underlying Dynamics nice license. They're not they're not resellers. They just want to sell their IP. Yeah. Um, so we're working on some stuff there, um, especially you know on both the core Dynamics business and the, the Power Platform business. So we can stay in touch, and I can come back to you for some feedback once we have more more to share. Yeah, that I mean, I mean that program worked for a particular kind of an ISV. Um, yep. You know, the, the, a lot of the ISVs that have add-on solutions, they're not SIs, 
there's a partner already involved with a customer uh, and they just want to sell their add-on solution. Uh, yeah, licenses have probably already been sold by that partner. They don't want or need to get involved in that management of that sort of stuff. They just want to sell their IP. And then there's some ISVs that, that the customer is actually buying, which I, I think we're starting to see now. And I think I told you this before. One of the one of the things that Salesforce had going for them with their with their uh, ISVs was there were a lot of very robust ISVs that did a lot of direct marketing to customers about their solution, and less so about the fact that it ran on Salesforce. Uh, and Salesforce is this platform in the background, but this is what we're selling is this ISV solution. And, you know, in, in that scenario, you know, they own the customer, right? Because the customer wasn't buying Salesforce. They were buying, they really were buying this solution to their problem from this ISV. And we hadn't, we, we hadn't seen as much of that on the Dynamics side for a long time. It was definitely, you start with Dynamics and then you add on ISV features and capabilities. But I think we're, we're starting to see more of that, that, a uh, holistic ISV solution that a customer is buying the solution that happens to run, you know, on the power platform or on dynamics. Totally. That's, that's the scenario we see, we see mutual opportunity. And, you know, that, that example you said where the, the ISV owns the, the partner or the, or the customer or the relationship with the customer that, Frankly, that helps us reach more customers as 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 Microsoft. Uh, and then if we provide that ISV, still the underlying, you know, technology and uh, and the right business model to support their business, then that's goodness on both sides. So yeah, that's, that's exactly the one where ISV embed probably makes the most sense. You know, the, yep. that that type of partner. So we're starting to see more of them. So that's great. Great. Well, I always appreciate the feedback if you have any. So I'd love you to go through these new things in a bit more detail and then send me your feedback and we can continue to keep the lines of communication open as always. Well, I'm not letting you off just yet. I need to take, I'm keeping for a couple more. Oh, minutes. man, my, I got my <laughs> team waiting. I'm hungry, Steve. <laughs> I just, well, I just want to ask, you know, what is what is the what is the most exciting thing you're seeing in this space coming soon that people should should really be paying attention to? Uh, I know we've got some things happening that aren't so much related to to ISV, like the power platform pricing coming down. But what are some of the things that you're seeing in your group that, or or maybe some things that are already out there that you're you're feeling like ISVs are not are not understanding what this is, obviously, or they'd be all over it. Mm. That's a great question. I'd say probably two things. Um, one is uh, again one of the big announcements we made at, at Inspire that wasn't necessarily related to ISVs or ISV Connect specifically, but what we announced with Teams, uh, where Teams users will now be able to sort of view and collaborate on Dynamics 365 records from directly within Teams. So this concept of collaborative apps, you'll see us, and that's at no no additional cost. Obviously, um, that concept you'll see us continue to do more around to bring you know that again pretty large install base of Teams users that are out there, 250 million Mao, uh, together with Dynamics, um, uh, you know, we think is sort of unique uh, to our value proposition. Um, so there was and, some and this is something, So this is something you think ISVs out there should definitely go do a little bit of investigating in the team story. 
Yes. Yes. Teams on the front end, it's just there's such a large install base that, that we can take advantage of as partners. And then on the back end, I, I mentioned it, you know, the, again, um, uh, Power Platform, Dataverse, you know, uh, leveraging our data data services like Azure Synapse Analytics, again, stitching that all the way from the front end to the back end. Uh, we as Microsoft will really focus on that combined Microsoft Cloud story. And I think the partners that are recognizing that and investing in that with their own IP are the ones we're going to engage with and, and hopefully uh, generate some good opportunity around. The second one I, in, in that vein, Steve, the second one I was going to say is just what we continue to do with our industry clouds. So we have, uh, you know, cloud for healthcare out there at the moment. We've got financial services, manufacturing, retail. We announced the cloud for sustainability. We've got not for profit. So uh, so these things continue to, to roll off the conveyor belt. Um, but it's such a great opportunity. You know, I was I was sort of surprised with how much interest we had from the ISV ecosystem around these industry clouds. Um, you know, obviously, as we build more industry IP, we need to sort of, you know, uh, adjust our relationship with our with our partners who serve those industries. But there's still so much space to add, you know, uh, specific IP to that industry and work with some of those those very credible industry partners that we were sort of talking about just a moment ago um, is a big place that we're going to invest going forward. So that's that's a that's a area I'd encourage people to, to keep a close eye on. Are you satisfied with the level of ISV engagement with the accelerators? Are they still kind of too many of them on the sidelines kicking it with, or poking it with a stick? Or we got have we got enough of them actually coming in now that you're happy with that that velocity? Or are you feeling like there's there's a, there's a bunch more that need to get in there? I I think I think you want to um, well. So first of all, it's sort of we've evolved a bit from that original industry accelerator approach to now just real industry you know IP that we're we're building first party in in these in these verticals that I that I mentioned. Um, obviously, we you know there's there's great partners out there that can work with us with those solutions to, um, like I said, have their IP you know built on that broader Microsoft Cloud. Industry clouds are just a great example of a Microsoft Cloud solution, frankly. Um, and so to your question of do we have enough partners there, you want to obviously get it get it right, um, you know, when you launch an offering like that with the right, you know, frankly, small number of partners to complete the solution and have it be good and relevant and useful for customers. Um, but the more the merrier around that that investment. And so it's early days, Steve, you know, we only have one one industry cloud and market G8 at the moment. But um, as I said, there's a lot more coming. So we want to make sure we're we're building the ecosystem around it pretty aggressively. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got partners of all sizes. So we got some big healthcare ISVs, I'm sure, engaged in, in, in some of the heavy lifting. Uh, but, you know, healthcare is a, yep. a, an awfully big market, awfully big field, and there is spot you know, point solutions kind of across the healthcare organization that that need to be filled by probably smaller ISVs. So it seems like there's stuff across that whole thing. Yeah, um, totally. Up. There's there's plenty of plenty of opportunity and plenty plenty of space around that. And even from a geographic perspective, I mean, different parts of the world have different um, regulatory you know requirements and are and are different. And so there's yeah, to your point, and and that's what I was trying to articulate earlier. I think there's still just a a massive opportunity for partners to work with us around those new offerings. Well, I know you got to get to your thing. You've told me that twice, <laughs> twice in the call. I appreciate you pulling the car over to to chat with me and catch up. I just wanted to get 
I wanted to get you know get some of this stuff out to to the listeners about some of these changes that have just occurred, and I'm definitely going to go through uh, you know like you said and study it a little more closely, and I'll reach out to you directly with uh, you know some feedback and some thoughts and and see if we can keep this thing moving. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm so glad you caught me, Steve. It's always a pleasure to to catch up and and have a chat. And yeah, please do go through it in some detail. Again, your feedback is important. Whole ecosystems feedback is super important to me, so I I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was great to catch up. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care, Steve.